This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a risk-free bet for up to 500 bucks. Terms and conditions do apply, so get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. So go sign up now at UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every shop better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get 5% off sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. All right, welcome back, DJs. We are here with the PGA Championship Preview. It's myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve has been salivating for weeks to go over this golf course, and uh, I know he's ready tonight. You're ready, baby, right? Oh, of course I am. I mean, I mean, I think the reason why I'm so excited about this year's PGA is, like, think about all the crappy, like, just boring golf courses the PGA Championship usually offers up. Like, the sure. last three years, they've basically been the same. Like, Bell Reeve, Bethpage Black, TBC Harding Park, all these, like, I like Beck long... Back. I know I do, too, but they all look the same. It's just narrow, just, you know, long golf courses. This is different. This is on the beach. It's wide open. It just it's going to be a different feel. Like, it's going to feel, I think, it's going to look more like a U.S. Open just because, like, the U.S. Open is more of, like, a native look. This is going to be different. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I like how we're back in May with the PGA. Uh, So, yeah. We'll be good. I mean, uh, I, I didn't watch much of the Byron Nelson. We should probably touch on that a little bit yeah, uh, before we get to uh, the PGA. Congrats to Cage Lee. Uh, did you have anything on him? Nah, I had him. No. I had I had him in some DraftKings, uh, but I I didn't get anything. And no six to six is through. I had three or four lineups. I made I don't know eight. I think so. I think I had like fifty percent exposure to him. But fucking either Sergio killed it, uh, killed a bunch of them. That's yeah. So L fucking boat is correct. Yes. We're, we, yeah, yes. yes. I, there's only one person that is going on the boat, and it's Sergio. So, uh, so I so I had a top twenty on KH Lee, but I'm I'm mad at myself. That was a lost opportunity, and the reason why is, do you know how much I just kept pounding you and everyone's over the head about how much this place is just TBC Scottsdale? Mm-hmm. And you know what he finished it? The waste manager this year, second, second, second. Yep. I know. And what, what's funny is, is like when I was, in fact, I, I told you offline, I was like, man, I thought, I swear to God, I bet him as like one of my bombs. And when I looked last night, he wasn't there. I was so fucking mad. And you know what else is funny is, I, you know who was the last guy where I opened up the computer, uh, the last guy up on my uh, the whatever where we do our little tracking uh, for players for DraftKings, and it was uh, it was JJ Spawn. And I was like, oh, oh. Couldn't, have, oh, couldn't have thrown a little first round lead of money on him when I was clearly looking at you. Fuck, yeah. idiot. Did he do anything the rest of the tournament or no, just, no. did he just ruin everybody's day? Yeah, just ruined everybody's day. The, uh, awesome. Dude, but our boy Hoosiers, man, second in the PME. Yeah, I know. That was awesome. No, I actually, I saw that lineup on yeah. Saturday. I was doing, I was, I had to go down to my parents' cottage to do some work there. So, but I saw they had Scott Stallings. Yeah. And I checked my phone. Stallings was like eight on under. Fire, after like, nuclear. Like, 12. So, yeah, that worked out pretty well for him. Congratulations to our boy Hoosiers. You know, he's yeah. a 
definitely one of the more uh, chatty guys oh, in yeah. our uh, in our Slack. He uh, also shares an affinity of uh, he hates fans of golf tournaments like I do. That's right. Uh, he, he also agreed with me. Did you see that article I posted about what they did to Byron Nelson? I did. It's how it's dumb yeah. as fuck. Who, so would you pay four hundred twenty-five dollars to play fake blackjack and eat bad like buffet food? No, oh, makes no fucking sense. This, I don't. I don't even understand this, it. Like, but that's so. That's the epitome. Like, and so like because I go to Sawgrass all the time. Like, you, you see it. It's just people want to be there to be seen, and it's like an event for the fucking area, and they got to make sure they're in the right tent with the right people, and it's just it's for people who don't even fucking like golf. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it really is. It's it's annoying, and but whatever. You're gonna get that. Like, well, I mean, whatever, man. Like, I don't know. Oh, cl- clearly it caters to something, and it pads it pads the books. So. Whatever. Yes. Like, can you imagine sitting down and not and playing fake blackjack? Like, you don't even like you don't win like a gift card or something. Like nothing. Like, I know oh, it's man. like one of those like casino nights your company throws on. You yeah, know, with the fake play chips and you win like I don't know like Keurig cups or something. Yeah, and that's why I just man. stand by the open bar all night. They're like, don't you like yeah. to gamble? I'm like, I do. This isn't gambling. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so all right, congrats to that boy Hoosiers man. He said he said his math was wrong, man. He thought he took it down. I felt bad, man. Like uh, I was so excited for him. Uh, well, like, still took down three K. That's yeah, exactly, dude. It's fucking sweet. He's in. Uh, he plays. Uh, he plays the two K one with us too. The, uh, oh, okay. There you go. Oh yeah, he's super. I gotta, I, I, I gotta get my hands on like a PS five or something. Yeah, he's uh, he's super active, man. He's good. He, put, he puts out some good bets too. So uh, all right, man. Well, fuck it. Uh, Let's get into it, man. Come on, this is the week, man. We got uh, we got DFS singled out show uh, tomorrow uh, with Nagels. Uh, then we're gonna do our normal show uh, or our normal time slot on uh, on Tuesday for us, which is gonna be all betting and picks. Um, so you got at least three shows this week. I don't know if we're gonna do anything with the mothership or not. We'll find out, um, and we'll let you guys know. But um, all right, man, the floor is yours. So uh, so I want you to look at me. I'm looking. Look at look at me. I'm looking at. I- I, I I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm your okay? captain now. I, I'm taking over the ship. Right. This, this right. is this is this is my baby. This is this is gonna be my show. Right. And I've been waiting to do this for a couple weeks now. I have a lot of good interesting nuggets. I went deep on this course. I went oh, yeah. deep on past PGAs, trends, comp, all that stuff. So why right, don't we get, for- get your? If you're not driving, let me specify. If you're not driving, get your notebooks out and just start taking down some notes. Yes. All right. So why don't we start with the ocean course first? Just a general high level. So I so I wrote my preview column on to came out today. Um, so, you know, just a little background information on it. So it opened in 1991. It was made for the Ryder Cup in 1991. Uh, it was carved along the dunes and the beaches of South Carolina in Charleston. Um, and I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I, I put up a very good video from Andy Johnson, the fried egg. He describes all the pitfalls, the treachery, all the architecture much better than I can. I watched, so, that. I watched that today. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's and crazy. by the way, it's going to get ruined by fans. How much better does that place look without <laughs> fans just running all over that thing? See, sometimes I think you're like Dexter, man. Like you, I, you, fri- you just, frighten me sometimes with your lack of lack of love for people. Like, I, dude, the, the feeling like the feel. I don't listen. I get why you don't like the fans there because this assholes will scream mashed potatoes and shit. But like the roars and the cheers, like when something good happens and, and the palpable feeling of somebody making a run and like that shit, the fans need to be there. I know you don't like it, but listen, there's always going to be 10% of assholes who ruin fucking everything. But for the most part, fans being there makes the experience more enjoyable and you can get more amped up about it. Okay. Well, you know what? They can just pipe in the crowd noise if they want next year. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. 
So watch the video. It goes over the architecture, you know, what yeah, sort of cool. changes they did, just what the golf course is all about. Like it, it, it to me, I mean, it's, it's just a unique golf course. I can't even really describe it. Like it's yeah. just, it's so unique. Watch the video. You'll get a better understanding what it is. So, but I want to talk about just in general, just like high level stuff about it. Like how many yards. making a big deal about how long it, it it's a little bit of fake news you know we'll we'll, we'll go with that um it's going to be so about a month ago um they did their preview there kyle morikawa went they brought in some journalists at that point it was overseeded tee to green with uh ryegrass that's the winter grass they put down there but they've been reporting that it's been a little warmer lately and that's allowed the past pollen because it's naturally a past pollen golf course to kind of grow back in. So the fairways and the greens will be past pollen, but the rough, because they want a primary cut, they want three and a half inches of rough. That's going to be overseeded, which is actually a hell of a lot better than if it was Bermuda. Yeah. Like, as you know, with Bermuda rough, it's a nightmare if you go in it with, yeah. with the overseed, you can get a little better lies. Like it's kind of like how, when we compared when quail hollow was Bermuda to, when it was overseed last week, yeah. you know, it was a little easier if he hit in the rough. It wasn't quite as unmanageable. So that's something to keep in mind. You have past pollen, fairways, and greens. And we'll talk about a couple of courses, you know, that has past pollen that you might want to look at. But it's overseed to rough. So that makes a little bit of difference as far as guys who actually go into the rough and their performance. Um, one of the things that the golf course it went underwent a moderate restoration by a guy named Scott Sherman. He worked under Pete Dye for a while. He also worked with Bobby Weed, who's a Pete Dye disciple. Like he did TBC Summerlin. He did uh, renovation work at TBC Highlands. So you know, basically, Scott Sherman's a, a Pete Dye guy. Okay. Um, most of the work they did was reshaping, restoring some of the bunkers and waste areas because, I mean, at the end of the day, the Ocean Course is a resort course. So they want to get a bunch of people there. And in order to attract tourists, you want to attract them to actually want to come play your course. And if you're just going to have people get kicked in the teeth for six hours, which this golf course is going to do anyways. But over time, it's gotten a lot wider since its original design just because they want, you know, guys, people to like, you know, keep the ball in play. Right. So while they didn't narrow it back, they took some of the bunkers and kind of angled it out a little bit, like, you know, kind of crept it into the fairway a little bit, like all these like little nooks and hooks mm-hmm. um, to kind of make it a little more inconvenient for pros. some of the pros that, you right. know, if they try to cut a corner, you know, they try to get a little aggressive, they'll get penalized by right. being in there. Because if they hit this, you know, if they end up in this bunker, you got a terrible angle of the green or you're ramping against the lip. It's, it's no good. They also restored some of the bunkers that were kind of lost, like some of these um, these blow up bunkers. And if you don't know what a blow up bunker is, basically take your arm and then tilt your wrist up. And that's a blow up bunker. So it's kind of flat going in and it's just like a really steep face. And if you end up in those in the film, you're basically done. It's so annoying. They're all over the place down here. Yep. So that's what those are. Uh, And then they added some, you know, different waste areas. They put some like sandy plants in there, kind of like with like Pinehurst, where like if you end up in a waste area, you could be perfectly fine. But if you end up behind a plant, you're just you're screwed. So um so, yeah, I mean, like, but if you want more information of, like, what the golf course looks like, you know, what you really need to do, 
like well there, like some of the pitfalls of it, some of like the, you know, some criticisms of it, go to my article, watch the video. It's only nine minutes, but it is extremely informative. And it's it awesome. Just, the it's the awesome. golf course is absolutely beautiful too. Like you're going to, you're going to get really pumped up watching this thing and just really look forward to seeing these guys, you know, play it this week. Yeah. Yeah, say, yeah, I mean, the, the videos, I'll retweet it out um, for everybody. Oh, we can share it in the Slack. Like, it's definitely worth watching. It's, it's man, like, what a sexy golf course. Like, that's got to be on the bucket list to fucking play. Right. I mean, it's 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 going to be so refreshing to see this instead of, like, the Parkland golf course we've been seeing with PGA Championships. I mean, I think that's the biggest problem with the PGA is, like, that is clearly the most inferior major. But now we're going to see just, a, like, a different – it's going to be refreshing to see them play it on this place. So, uh, like, I know the 20, we'll talk about the 2012 or 12 PGA later. I know that was a snooze fest, uh, cause Rory just blew everybody away, right but I'm hoping it's a little better this time around just because the golf course, you know, it definitely can set up for a lot of drama. Okay. All right, cool. Well, listen, uh, before we start, uh, start getting down, uh, into, uh, some past PGAs and, uh, comp courses and stuff like that. Win bet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience, getting into all the teams, players, and sports games, generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at win bet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free bet terms and conditions do apply. So get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today all right so all right so i guess you want me to to to, to pick uh let's, let's no not, not 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 yet not yet all right i guess i i get something off my chest about this scorecard yardage <laughs> okay. I, I, I told you a week ago that i i have to get this off my chest all right get it off get it off all right so a lot is being made of the fact that this is going to be 7900 yards yeah. and I, one thing i actually forgot to mention uh Previously, so another thing they did is they added a bunch of tee boxes, right. uh, you know, to have a basically accommodate this yardage. But they also added front like forward boxes, too, because they want to have a couple of drivable par fours mm-hmm. uh, on the golf course, too. So, A, chances are it's, it might not play 7,900 yards just because of what how they want to set up day to day. They can kind of switch the yards around, like kind of like they did at Chambers Bay. It was different yards every day. Um, and also the, these tee boxes were only put in in order to come in where the wind was coming. So if the wind doesn't allow us to play 7,900 yards, it's not going to play 7,900 yards. They're going to basically just try and set the tee boxes. If there's a big like headwinds or tailwinds, they'll adjust that way. So right. that's something to keep in mind. But what, what I really want to emphasize is people are taking this scorecard yards like, oh, we're just bobbers. Like they're just good. It's way too long. And let's pump the brakes. So that so back in 2012, this was already the longest PGA championship they ever had. It was 76, 76 yards. Right. So and that's the third longest scorecard yardage they've had this decade. The only ones that have been longer was I think there was one round at Chambers Bay that was like 7,700 yards. And then Aaron Hills is like 7,800 yards, too. Um, and then Jordan Spieth ended up winning 2015 U.S. Open. He is definitely not a bomber. Uh, no. And then the 2017 U.S. Open, like while Kepka won. Like other guys in the top ten, like Brian Harmon was second. Like Tommy Fleetwood, not a bomber. Ricky Fowler, Snedeker, Bill Haas, when he was still relevant, he finished top ten. So, and, and if you look at the 2012 leaderboard, it played long, and it definitely was not a bomber's paradise. And 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 to put it in perspective too about like this change. So it's so what 200 yards means between 2012 and now. So. On average, that's about if you're you're adding about 11 yards per hole uh, between 2012 and now. 
The average driving distance in 2012 was 289 yards. <laughs> yeah, was gonna, it's, yeah. 200, it's 296 yards now. So you're already giving them seven yards just with just advancements in equipment and like, you know, physical fitness. And in 2012, it rained a lot. So the golf course played a lot more soft. It's drought conditions. So, you know, we'll talk about how pass pollen behaves, but it's going to play at least a little firmer than what it did in 2012. So, Honestly, I think it's going to be about the same length when you take those factors in. The fact that it's going to be firmer, the ball's going to roll out a little more, and these guys are working with better equipment. They can hit it farther. Probably going to play about the same. Okay. So, I, like, don't get caught up on that number. Just keep in mind that in 2012, it was extremely long to begin with, and the only bomber that was in that top ten was Rory. And while he right. blew away the field, like – like, look at the rest of that top 10 and show me, like, bomb and gouge guys, and they just aren't there. And, I mean, I think that kind of speaks to a couple of things about why that, you know, that kind of thing. And we'll get into more detail about why that is, but bombers don't really have an edge here. Like, and I think of, like, the golf courses where they have an edge, like a Quail Hollow or, like, a like Bay Hill Beth, yeah. or Bethpage, where yeah. there's all these dog legs and trees, and you can take shortcuts, kind of like with, like, in Mario Kart. Like, you know, you take like, little shortcuts around, like, you know, over walls and stuff. Like We played, that's we how played, Mar- we played Mario Kart with my kids tonight before the thing, and you're 100% right. That's hilarious. Yeah, that you there you go. Yeah, I mean, like, Bre- that's how Bryson won Bay Hill. He just took shortcuts everywhere. Yeah. And here, you can't really do that. Like, I mean – like there's no real dog legs you can cut. Like there's no areas of the golf course where he can try to get to. And if he does miss the penalty is just rough here. It's bogs. It's bunkers that you have to basically just blast out back in the fairway. It's, yeah. it's penal. And like, so you have to basically keep the ball in front of you, keep it in play. And distance doesn't really matter at that point. And at the end, and, and you know, and after that, like it just, it's really long approach shots. And also, this isn't really as driver heavy of a golf course as you think. If you want, if you look at Rory's final round in 2012, there's 12 par fours on the golf course. Six of them he hit driver, six of them he hit three wood. You know, there's a couple holes where just the fairway runs out. It's better to play positional golf and take less than driver in order to set up a better approach shot. It's probably why all the euros were littered in that board. That you well, well, I'll talk. I'll talk about why there's euros. There's a strong euro connection. Uh, with the past pollen that we'll get to in a little bit. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to see sicker shock with a 78, 76 yardage. Keep in mind that in 2012 it was very long. And keep in mind with how this golf course is, it doesn't really favor you just blast as far as you can. You really have to set up yourself up. Just keep the ball in play. Right. And then you go from there. I know we're four days out, but uh, I mean, what what's the wind looking like right now? Did you even take a look at it? Yeah, it didn't look like I, it was any crazy. Yeah, I did. It looks like Thursday might be the worst wind. Right. So, and and the thing about Kiowa is that, like, it's not a consistent like directional wind. It can like, shift like swirl. Day. Right. Yeah, it can swirl and shift day to day. So I think the wind is coming out of the east on the first day, which means basically. And now the golf course set, but somewhere like a figure eight. So right. front nine goes through the marshes and down the beach, and then it goes through the marshes down the beach the other way south. So north and south. So they'll have headwinds and tailwinds first two days. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, while the winds don't look quite as strong, it's a crosswind. It's coming from the south. Yeah, that that's bad. Okay. I mean, the fact, the fact that you're going to have a moderate wind with crosswinds with longer approach shots, that's going to be really tough. Okay. So even if the wind isn't quite as strong, the fact that you have to try to 
basically just go north and south with a crosswind every mm-hmm. single hole. And that and that's what screws these guys up. It's not tailwinds or like headwinds that really right. mess these guys up. It's because they can just adjust their club. It's like this wind is coming left to right. If I get How a far do I have to adjust? Po- yeah, exactly. yeah, I have to adjust it that way. I adjust yeah. the line. If it just yeah. stops, it's going to go way this way. Yeah. Like that's going to drive these guys nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's- Listen, I'm telling you that you need to get, you need to go find a PS5, man. I'm telling you right now because playing these 2K1 things, you're like, there's no way 10 miles an hour is going to move it that much. And then you move it, you're like, fucking Christ, it moved it that yeah, much. Especially with how high these guys hit. I mean, it, it moves a little. It like it's it's That's higher why, windy up top there. So was it was it last week or I can't see it all blends together. It was either last week or this week. But dude, uh, just hit like a stinger uh, to avoid the wind. So it must have been last week, and like it went down right. It, I just remember being like, yeah, he just wanted to avoid the wind. It's a stinger that was like, I don't know, probably. 35 feet off the ground, but still went like 280 in the air and then rolled out another 20 feet. And I was like, yep, that's awesome. Was it was it Siwoo? Siwoo hits stingers. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, maybe it was Siwoo. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, my man. I definitely yep. am. I definitely how, how do you do, how do you do this week? Uh, fuck it, he did whatever. He made the cut and dicked around on the weekend, which is fine because his price is still 80 to 1, which I bet today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a Pete Dye course, man. That that is very true. <laughs> it's a he course. owns P Dye golf courses. So Pete course. All right. So I guess now choose your own adventure. So we have three so we can go three ways of this. We're gonna talk about all of them, but he's Boston Cap is gonna shoot pick and choose which one he wants to talk about first, second, third. So we can talk about past PJ Championship setups and how Kiowa kind of compares to that. Um we can just do talk all about past ball. You know, we talk about comp courses with that. We talk about how it behaves, how the ball rolls on it. Or we can go back in time, look at the 2012 PJ Championship and kind of break down that leaderboard. So where do you want to go now? I want to save the leaderboard for last. Okay. So let's let's talk about the grass first. Let's just get on the grass. I know know you're going to chubby going, so let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of talked about this on our preview show about a month ago, but I'll I'll recap a lot of this. So Petspalm grass, it's it's a coastal grass that is very tolerant of salt. And like if if like salt is very bad for plants, it tends to kill it. Uh, Petspalm is fine. It can grow in these conditions. And this this used to be a a full Bermuda golf course. Naturally, they still have Bermuda rough, but the fairways and the greens, because if it, you know, it just with the being by the ocean, just the greens just had a heart. It was very stressed. Right. Past Palum made it a little more like you know lush and like you know it, it made it more healthier. So overall, Past Palum is a vertical growing gr- grass. Um, it's very popular at resorts. Up, um, oh, hold on, you gotta. Yeah, something popped on my fucking phone. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Keep going. All right. Where was I? All right. It's a vertical growing grass. Balls tend to kind of perch up a little bit. That's what makes them really popular at resorts. Um, it's very easy for like a tourist to kind of like, you know, slide the club underneath for it. But it's a very grabby and sticky grass. It's really slow, especially when it's wet. You know, balls just don't roll a lot when it hits the turf. And we'll talk a little bit about how the pass problem kind of dictates some of the stats from the 2012 PGA. Like you see how it's really it's grabby nature and some of the stats there. So. And also, well, if, it, well, if it's drought, if it's drought conditions, it's still going to grab as much. So, I mean, it's going to roll out a little bit, but just because it's just like it's 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 almost like Velcro. So, okay. but and it's just like, but the fact that it's not going to be as wet, the ball will still roll out a little bit. It's just not going to roll out as much. But and and that's kind of important. Is like, you know, if you just kind of you see some golf courses where like even if you hit the fairway, it just runs through. Like kind of like we saw at Wingfoot, yeah, where no one was hitting the fairway because. The ball would just bounce right off of it and then go right in the rough. Here, if you're, if you hit the fairway, chances are it's going to stay. 
or it's going to go in like the first cut and you're probably fine. So um, the greens also, because it's very grabby, you can't really roll it too fast. So in 2012 it was 11 and a half on the sit meters, probably what's going to be this week. So as far as like how it rolls on the greens, it's, it's pretty close to bent grass. There's no grain to it. It rolls pretty true. Um, like Bermuda's really the only one where you have to worry about grain and, and so trying to read that. Here it's it's gonna roll pretty straight. So okay. Um, so as far as like notable events with past Palum, uh, there's only three on the PJ Tour. You got Mayakoba, you got Corrales, and you got Puerto Rico. So if you want to look at those leaderboards, as far as like who's done well there, you know, go take a look. I mean, they're very weak fields. I was gonna say like what maybe what what uh, maybe Finau with Puerto Rico, and that's it. Well, there you go. So you have Finau. You know, he finished second there, and he also I think he has two tops. Did he win there? But yeah, no, you're right. He won yeah. there. He has two tops in the Mayakoba, though. Yeah. So that's something. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So Victor Halvin won Puerto Rico and won Mayakoba. So there's yep. that. Uh, yep. Your boy Brandon Grace won the Puerto Rico Open this year. It's a dick. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I mean, other guys have done well. Mayakoba, you know, Matt Kuchar, Brendan Todd, Charlie Hoffman, Harris English. All, all short knockers. Well, Harris, Harris English Harris isn't, isn't a short knocker. And, and Hoffman actually isn't a short knocker anymore either. So, right. but, but the thing, the thing that I wanted to, you know, get you early, you kind of made reference to it, is a lot of golf courses in the Middle East are past Palm, especially the ones like around the coast there. And there's two significant events that draw really good fields that's past Palm. So one of them is the Saudi International, the Bonesaw Classic. Uh, Dustin Johnson has won it twice. Um, I know, we're going to have, uh, yeah, they're going to come after us. You know, have no Listen, Right now, like now is the time you're making these jokes. I'm sure no one's listening who gives a shit. But, I mean, come on. Like, fucking, oh, that's yeah, so funny. Yeah, you, literally, you literally have me laughing. Like, I, you, you always catch me. Because you, you just, so, it's just such a normal flow. It's not, there's no lead up to it. It's just a, whoa, whoa, oh, look at yeah, that. that was, you're like, whoa, do you really say that? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Holy shit. So, anyway, so the Saudi International, so Dustin Johnson won it twice. Uh, Finau's played well there. I think he was top 10. Hovland played, I think he was T6 of the Saudi. You know, so that's, you know, past Palm. Bryson has played well there, too. I mean, you can look at those past leaderboards of like top Euro players as well, the Saudi. Abu Dhabi Golf Championship, though, that's the one that has like all the top Euros there. And even some like Americans went over to and played it. Yeah, and that's Had- past Palm. Had- Hadden just won that fucking thing. Yeah, right? so Hadden has won it. Uh, uh, Tommy Fleetwood's won twice. So there uh, you go. The uh, Westwood has won there. Shane Lowry's won there. Paul Casey's won it twice. Uh, Ricky won it one year. I think Spieth went over one year and played pretty well. Rory's always played that tournament pretty well. So, and I think that's part of the reason why you saw a lot of Euros do well in 2012. The fact that they just like like the Abu Dhabi and Dubai. That's like our Hawaii for these guys. And if they're playing past Palm down there, they're, they're used to it. So it's it's kind of like too how they're they're good on Bermuda golf courses too. Just they play it a whole lot. So. Um, so that's something to look at. And then the last one, which I, I'm, I'm wondering if you did your homework on this. You probably forgot. <laughs> remember, remember we talked about the Bears Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I did not. I did not do the homework. All on right. That. So I'll, so that is also <laughs> past problem. That That is an ultra-exclusive golf course uh, that's owned and designed by Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. So a couple of noble members who are there. Uh, Justin Thomas is a member. Rory McIlroy is a member. Uh, DJ's a member. Burger a uh, member? Burger. I know he's played there a lot, so he's probably a member. Uh, Ricky Fowler's a member. He's, basically, anyone who listens to Jupiter is a member. So Brooks Kepler, or at least plays it a lot. He gets invited. Um, your boy Keegan is a member. I know. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have. You're gonna. You're either gonna be. I don't know. You're gonna have to help me this week because I am like, like full, full, full. Get Roman on Keegan this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, a very interesting one. I just mentioned him as a winner of Abu Dhabi. Shane Lowry is a member of Bears Club. I know. I know. And I like Lowry. It's kind of like a like a linksy style course. Yeah, too. if it's windy. Man. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, I know. I'm gonna have so many fucking bets out this week. All right, and then I think <laughs> I think Cantley might be a member too. I don't care. He's not playing well. It's fine. He's dead to me. We'll He's done. So. done. All right, but that's all I got in past palms. So, like, I mean, if you want to go look at those golf courses, look at those tournaments, see guys who actually play well on them. I mean, there's no strokes gained for any of those tournaments, so you're kind of screwed on that. But I mean, if you want to look just like general stats, like you know, yeah. fairways hit, putts per green regulation, those are probably available for those. Okay. All right. Well, listen. All right. Speaking of Roman, uh, before we uh, choose my own adventure, uh, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, look, it's perfectly okay. But if it is bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with in two days. Uh, the whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is super simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete the online visit. Take care of your VED without leaving your home and complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get 15 bucks off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of the ED. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right. All right. So- I told you I wanted to save the leaderboard for the end. Uh, I just gave away why. Um, <laughs> but let's let's talk about the the past setups and how it compares. Okay. All right. So here's his general setup. How it is. So it's seventy eight hundred seventy six yards, like we said. Super uh, long, by the way. Everybody, make sure you pay attention to how long it, it, it is. It's very you. important. Yes. <laughs> very long. Don't overrate it. Um. It's par 72. This is actually the first par 72 PGA Championship since 2015. Uh, the last three have been par 70s. Really? Yeah. So Hardy Park was 70. Beth Page was 70. Bellary was 70. Quail was 71. Bosfrell was 70. Wilson Straits was the last one, 72. And this is par 72. That? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of just. That's a weird little quirk. It is a weird little quirk. It seemed like the PGA kind of like got comfortable in these par 70 setups. And now we're going to 72. Um, it's three and a half inch rough. But it's overseed. Right. Uh, the last two PGA championships also had three and a half inch um, rough, and that was Poa, Benton, Rye. So that's similar to this. So yeah. as far as how balls like guys were playing out of the rough at the last two golf courses, you know, it's similar. So there yeah. you go. Um, it's 6,000 square feet is the average green size. That's one of the like smaller mid-size. ones. Is, is, is it mid size? That's it's one of the smaller PGA championship setups. So it's third smallest of the last 11 years. So the only ones smaller were Atlanta Athletic Club in 2011, which if you want to look at just a random broke dick leaderboard, (laughs) go look at that top 10. And I want to actually, you can probably see a correlation of epically low TV ratings on Sunday. I I, I I legitimately do not remember that one. Like at all. 2011 PGA? Yeah. Well, who who won 2011? 
Well, fucking no. I've told you, I legitimately do not remember it. Dude, you need to turn in your your Keegan fanboy club. Keegan was it Keegan? It. Oh, well, yeah. then I do remember it. That fucking Christ. Was that where he won at? Yeah, but like he was a no name and Duffner was a no name. Yeah, but I, like, I, I do remember that. But it's, that was, yeah. man, 2011 was a long time yeah, ago. That was, See, that's that's what fucks me up is in my brain says 2011 was like, that eh, wasn't that long ago. It was like five years ago. But in reality, that was 10 fucking years ago. That's what happens. Like, that, well, that's what screws me up. Yeah, well, now that we're talking about the Atlanta, Atlanta Athletic Club, because, I mean, this is just the forgotten PGA, that was a really long setup, too. That was 7,600 yards, too. Mm. So that was a par 72. That was Bermuda, though. But as far as, like, if you want to look at, like, like long scorecard yardage, small greens. It's pretty. It, that's a comp right there. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this one has past palm grass. That's unlike. I mean, the only other one was 2012 past palm. Uh, the green speeds, though, the greens are slow. Like, like I said, it runs a lot 11 and a half on the stint meter. Most PGAs tend to run over 12. Like some of them, there was actually a three-year stretch in 2016, 2018. They ran about 14. They were just lightning quick. Um, Beth Page ran like 10, like epically slow. Like the the comparable green speeds we've seen uh, to other ones that we're going to see in Kiowa. um, Valhalla ran about 11, 11 to 12 instant meter. Um, Oak Hill, or no, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Whistling Straits was 11. And that's an and that's a, actually a very similar golf course to Kikiwa, just because it's Pete Dye. It runs north and south along the lake, just like this one does. Uh, the difference between Whistling Straits and Kiowa, though, is the greens at Whistling Straits are eight thousand square feet. So that's um, that's, uh, that's that's another twenty five percent. That's another twenty five percent. Yeah, it's very large. So, I mean, as far as like. Like how you want to comp this thing? I mean, I think the rough is basically the last two years. You know, Harding Park and Bethpage Black. the The difference is there's a lot more room off the tee at Kiowa than there is at Harding and Bethpage. Uh, those are really narrow fairways, and you know, you have the tight, you know, the tree lines kind of very close and compact. Then here you have like you know, 35, 40 yards of fairway. You have maybe 15, 20 yards rough, and then you just like penalty area there. Um, as far as length goes, obviously it's comparable to Kiowa back in 2012. It's a, you know, it's a little longer at Atlanta, Atlanta Athletic Club. Uh, Quail Hollow ran 7,600 yards too. So if you want to look at just longer PGA setups and try and compare to um, what you saw at, uh, you know, at those places, that could work as well. And then as far as like green speeds go, um, it's going to run the, you know, on the average, the slower side, just like it did in 2012. So you can just look back at the putting stats in 2012 and see what happens. If you want to look at like how guys put on silver greens and like whistling straights, um, Beth page, you know, Valhalla, that's probably a good comp if you care about like how these guys putted there. And then the rough depth, like I said, it's the, it's uh, you know, the same as the last two years. So as far as like the slow putting goes, mm-hmm. like and, some... yeah, and you you need to make a firm stand because you've changed your mind on this. Yeah, I think s- slow putting makes it harder on shitty putters. Right? Is that my stance? I think it. I think it makes it. How do I want to put this? <laughs> I actually think this is the take. Okay. If it's average green speeds. Better putters have an advantage. Correct. 
If it is slower green speeds, I think it's everybody trouble because it's just everybody's just having trouble with the speed. But I think it would still have an edge to better putters, right? Because they just have better control of their speed. If it's fast putting and everybody has to be defensive, it levels the playing field, right? Okay. Just like I mean, we saw Hideki win the Masters, worst putter ever. <laughs> so yeah, it's, and Sergio won the Masters too. He's never been known as a master. Like it's a yeah, that's so, true. Um, I, I think when the greens are really fast, you have to putt defensively. Yeah. That's when it levels the playing field. Slower speeds, it gives people trouble. Right. Better putters can overcome it. Average speeds is when they take advantage of them. So does that give that give somebody like Maury a better opportunity, you think? Mm, no. No? I don't okay. think so. Okay. No, because the, the greens ran about 13 last year at Harding Park. So... I mean, that's a little bit on the faster side. So I think yeah. that kind of that love the playing field. Cool. This is going to run average to slow. Wow. So I think better putters. And I think that's like if you look at that leaderboard in 2012, which we'll get to, you had some good putters in that group that I think took advantage of the conditions. So, so all right. So let's just jump into the leaderboard then. So was key. So Keegan obviously is who I want to talk about. Right. Was he still anchor putting back then? Was that? Allowed? Yeah, he was. So and, that's and when by, he, that's when and he by the way, I, I, I want to call you out. What you said, you're ripping on Cam Champ's caddy. And you're like, he's Keegan's caddy. He can never putt. Well, Keegan was a good putter because he could anchor. The reason why he couldn't putt now is because they took that away. Listen, man. Yeah, Fine. I know. I know. Facts are just a thing for you. You yeah, know, yeah, you know, come yeah, and go whatever you yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I, I use them when I need them. Disregard them when I don't. <laughs> exactly. So, I, so did you see that little chart I put on my article about, like, you know, where they finished with their stats for the week? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I mean, Keegan's is on that list. So, so the top ten. For, let's go over the top ten for the week. So, Roy McIlroy blew away the field of minus thirteen. Uh, eight shots back was now retired David. David Lynn. Lynn. Yes, who uh, he won a couple of events on the Euro Tour. He finished second to Derek Ernst at Quail Hollow, uh, and then was never seen again after that. In <laughs> uh, a four-way tie for third, you had uh, Boston Gabbers boy Keegan. Uh, winner of the twenty, the lost 2011 PGA Championship. You had uh, Hot Carl Pedersen as a T3 as well. He was a 36-hole leader, actually. Uh, and then uh, you had Ian Poulter there. And Justin Rose. This was pre-Justin Rose um, when he was still kind of a short knocker before he gained a bunch of distance and messed up his back. So how big of a douchebag? You remember this, right? Like, how big of a douchebag? This is an American. Did you think Ian Poulter was 10 years ago? Like, he was so cocky, so brash. Like, obviously, I have uh, my own thing with English golfers, right? But, like, I mean, even for the people who don't have a bad disposition towards English golfers, like, I mean, come on. He was a giant douche back then. Well, look, when he humble brags about his Ferrari, he tries to throw like his net jets like, you know, under the bus because they gave him bad service like that's That's bad. But as someone with an affinity for Team Europe and the Ryder Cup. Yeah. What is wrong with you, by the way? Like this is going to this is really going to fucking make me mad. Like there is no fucking way you can root for fucking the Euros against the U.S. Like you can't like I won't allow it. We'll talk about this at the Ryder Cup. This is this I might be, I might be able to change your mind on this. No, there's zero chance you're going to be able to change my mind. I promise you. Okay, then I might be able to change you know an, uh, a listener based on how I watch golf. So fucking gross. Yeah. Anyways, so, that that's for down the road. Okay. Let's get back to this leaderboard. This sorry. Strange, odd leaderboard. T seven. 
Blake Adams. I don't know who. I, I think I don't know either. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Jamie Donaldson, uh, hero of the 2014 Ryder Cup for uh, Team Europe. You know, thank you very much. Uh, Peter Hansen, who had like a couple moments, he, like he almost won the Masters, I think, in 2013, maybe. Oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah, I think it was 2013. I think he almost won the Masters. And then Steve Stricker. So let's let's dissect this leaderboard a little bit. So this was 7,676 yards. This was the longest setup the PJ Championship history. And there's one bomber. It's Rory. I mean, I guess Keegan's not Keegan's not showing off the tee. No, but like you don't think of him as like a bomber, though. Like, nah, but I would I guess it's, I would put him in like the, the top tier of driving distance. Okay, but like, I mean, I guess like the third I think the third longest guy here is Peter Hansen, who yeah. averaged like two ninety-nine, I think, and on the Euro tour. Sure. You had short hitting David Lynn, you had Carl Patterson, you know, Ian Poulter, and, and like I said, Justin Rose. This was before Justin Rose added a bunch of distance. Like he was still ba- like he wasn't Luke Donald short, but he right. was he wasn't that long. Did he have a Morgan you know? thing back then? What's that? He had the stupid Morgan Stanley hat back then? No, I think he was rocking the crappy tailor made the oversized sweaters at that point. <laughs> he was the oversized yeah. sweater. I mean, you, you had Steve Stricker <laughs> here, never long off the box. And, and if you look, like, at, like, I think the biggest takeaway looking at this leaderboard, you can go see this chart on my article. That's pretty is, nice. Other than Rory, like, no one had a top 10 finish in either driving distance or driving accuracy on the week. Mm-hmm. So none of these guys really had a great like performance, like performance off the tee. So, but what you notice though is a lot of guys hit a bunch of greens and they scramble their asses off too. And I think this kind of speaks to how this golf course is set up in the fact that as long as you don't hit it in a bog or you just aren't screwed a bunker, like fairway or not, Everyone is going to have really long approach shots into greens and really tough approach shots into greens. And the greens are pretty small. So if you look at what the tournament average for greens regulation percentage was for the week, it was only 60%. And that doesn't even include the guys who missed the cut. So it was already below PGA Tour average for guys who actually did well that week. Like guys were just missing greens a whole lot. But the ones who actually were proficient at it had a big edge. And the guys who were able to get up and down off the green because you did it a whole lot, they had a lot of success there. Like, like you think that like you think back like Rory won Kiowa, and while driving distance, yes, that had a big influence of why he won. He yeah. was T thirteen green, greens of regulation, tenth in putts per green regulation, and he led the field in scrambling. Yeah, like that's why he won. And yeah. so you want to look at that as just like if a guy. Like, I, I think people like because you always want to look at like strokes gained off the tee. And you can do that. Like, but I, it's not a death sentence. Like, I look at David Lynn for the week. He was 55th in driving distance, 54th in driving accuracy. Like, he averaged 275 off the tee. And like, listen, like he had 63% of his fa- of his uh, fairways. But the term, but the average for the week was 68%. It was well below field average. But he was 8th in greg- greens regulation, 4th in scrambling. You can overcome that. Yeah. You can overcome a mediocre, like, driving week as long as you keep the ball in play and you're proficient with your irons and you can get up and down from off the green. And this is not going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be tougher score conditions. Like, like I think the winning score is probably going to be around 13 under again just right. because guys are just better now. 
But, like, it's not going to be what we saw at the Byron Nelson. We're just a putting contest. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And I think, like, for me, when I look at what I want to look at for, like, when I'm targeting, like, if, like, obviously, if you gain a lot of strokes off the tee, yeah, that's going to help. Like, yeah, like, obviously, it's going to be great. But that's not the end all be all. Like, I'm really going to care about, like, all right, what do you do after that? Are you good with your irons? Like, do you scramble? Are you tough? Do you avoid big numbers? Like, I think that good drive percentage is going to be important for this week, too, just because, like, that just shows guys who just generally just don't get in trouble off the tee. Like, they're still able to hit the green even if they miss the fairway. Right. And and then it's just going to come down to, like, can you make a couple putts, you know, in order to, like, keep yourself in it? So, I mean, I, I think that was the most – that was my biggest takeaway coming, looking back at the 2012 PJ championship and matching up to how the golf course plays is that the guys with their irons, the best and the guys who scramble the best were, or scramble very well. Like that combo that worked there okay. and looking at just the performance, like, I mean, there's no strokes gain data, right. But just looking at the raw numbers, like, you know, I mean, Carl Pedersen, 24th and driving distance, 25th drive accuracy. Like it's a good week, yeah. but yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's not elite. No one was in besides Rory. No one finished in the top ten in any driving category. Right. So it was, it's, it's number one. And and people want us. And people have been saying about Kiwa, gotta drive the ball well here. It's a driver's course. And we've kind of laid out the case that that Doesn't does have to be. not play as big of a factor in that tournament. Now it yeah. was one tournament. Who knows? But just looking at the evidence from 2012 and just looking at this golf course, this is going to be about. It's going to be tough approach shots. Guys are going to be missing greens a whole lot. When you hit the green, you got to take advantage of it. And if, when the times that the more frequently you, you know, miss it, can you get up and down for part? And, and, yeah. and like, and, and like these greens are really tough too. They're small. They're turtle backed. There's collection areas. Like, and I, I think some people might try and like, like there's always a, a, like a temptation to look at like, okay, how about how far are they hitting their, their approach shots? But when like greens have very small targets and there's collection areas where the balls just end up anyways, like there's no really no point about the proximity stats, right? Yeah. Like pro- I think yeah. like for me, proximity stats only really work at like this, like last week the Byron Nelson went soft greens. Yeah. You can just, it stops on a dime. Yeah. And while the past column kind of helps, like if you miss a little bit and with the wind too, it's going to be tough to hit these greens. Like it, it, those don't really matter to me. So just like, keep it simple, like good iron players, you know, Good scramblers. I think that's really going to determine who ends up in the top 10 and the guys who do best this week. All right. Listen, I like it. And listen, before we get into uh, Steve's uh, VIP list here uh, that we uh, that we worked on. <laughs> Christ, we were doing this a couple weeks ago. Texting each other like 1030 at night. Like, all right. Does this yeah, count? I texted does this you the count? final list at like 1130. Last night. Exactly. That's so, how committed I am to you, buddy. That's that's right. That's right. So, uh, listen, uh, we're just going to touch on uh, Underdog Fantasy, man. Listen, if you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Uh their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball mania two tournament where you can win up to a million bucks. Plus you can play a number of other games involved involving parlaying player props for the MLB NBA and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs, best ball tournament uh, going on now as well. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. In. All right, so you want to you got to give the 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 criteria to make the list first, and I then 
Okay, and then and then you can explain. Then we'll go down the list on who we got. Well, let's throw a disclaimer first. Sure. And that everybody <laughs> is gonna try and f- want to find these cute little trends. Yeah. F- for who's gonna win the PGA Championship? Like, like guys who played on a full moon in Texas, <laughs> February, seven of ten times and win the PGA. Like stuff like that. Like you can tr- you can do a trend. For anything you want, kind of yeah, like with absolutely. like stat projections, you can yeah. make a forecast, whatever the hell you want it to be, to give you the number that you want that, right. that like that's desirable. Might not mean anything at the end of the day. So this might not mean anything. I'm just saying things that I've noticed, just simple things, like general things, like nothing crazy. Like there was that one that you shared about the Masters that ended yeah. up pointing to Sung JM and what he finished like <laughs> plus twelve on the week. Yeah, that worked out great. And listen, I mean, man, what's again, listen, you keep bringing that up. I, it was clear. It was one a.m. on like a fuck. It was clearly I was drinking, and I even said disclaimer like this. But hey, why not? Why not throw twenty bucks on it just in case? Just in case. That's all. It wasn't like I was fucking well, I mean, like that, that all of going up and down the street I mean, twenty bucks is a nice Sunday. like twenty bucks is a nice like I don't know McDonald's meal or something like that. Not my dude. I got fucking four kids, dude. McDonald's cost me fifty bucks. That's yeah. true. With it, with inflation, a Happy Meal is probably seventeen ninety five now. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Yeah. And anyways, these are just things I noticed that are pretty strong. I think, and and they make sense. Like, so ten of the last eleven PGA Championship winners. And we're going back to twenty ten. Ten of the last eleven PGA Championship winners have won multiple times worldwide anywhere in the two calendar years prior to the victory. So what we're going to do now is when we go over this list, we are taking from the May 2019 PGA all the way until now. If you won multiple times, you check that off. Nine of the last 11 PGA Championship winners had at least a one, at least a top 10 in one of the last five events leading up to the PGA Championship. Now, we're kind of in this weird uh. zone right now because we've had the Zurich, which is a team event. We've had the WC match play. So how I'm taking a stand of it, and I'm going to make an exception for the Zurich. If you want it, that counts. Right. But just finishing top 10, don't count. Right. So unless you won the Zurich, (laughs) there you go. WGC, I am going to count. At least you're playing your own ball. (laughs) You have some control over what you do. I will relent. If you finish top 10 at the WGC match play, <laughs> kicking and screaming, I will count that towards your jelly. Right. You can That's satisfy right. that. Right. I really, is- I really, I really hope the winner comes from one of that group because I, I was like, this definitely fucking counts. I was yeah. like, it counts. <laughs> All right. And then this is the weirdest one. I think the one you love the most. Oh, yeah. Every single winner of the PJ Championship of the last 11 years has missed at least one cut. In the last one of the last five events leading the PGA Championship. Now we talked about this before. Is that while that's true, no one has missed a cut in the last event before the PGA. But here's what I realized, and oh, this no. is going to make you turn on this. Fuck. What was the event before the PGA Forever? Oh, nobody even fucking played it. No, it wasn't that. No. The WGC. Yeah, so there's no missed cut. Yeah, exactly. So that stat doesn't matter. Ugh. Doesn't matter. Which honestly, they only affected four golfers anyway. So, and I don't yep. think you're going to bet them. No, I was going to bet them anyway. Yeah, yeah. It only affected four guys. So obviously, we talk about flaws in this trend. In this trend, because a a trend is only a trend until it's broken. 
That's right. Uh, we had all these trends for the Masters, and Hideki fit none of them, and he came out nowhere in one. So yep. what, what I would do is if you like these guys on this list and you're not sure if you want to bet them or if you want to break ties, maybe use this as a way to push yourself in. But if there's someone that doesn't appear on this list, because there's guys that fit like two or three of these categories. So, and they might still win. Like, don't freak out. Don't <laughs> like try and like buy, like buy out early on your bet. Like if it's already at the door or don't shy away from betting. Like there's still a lot of guy, great players who are not on this list. Yeah. You can still bet on. Just saying, this is just a trend that I've you noticed. That, One name comes to mind. Yeah. Use this as if you like a guy and you're not sure if you want to go over the edge, maybe this will help you. Yeah. And listen, I, to be honest, I, listen, I'm like, I'm like head first in the deep end. Like, uh, I love it. Like this fucking, like, I love shit like this. Cause it's not, a, it's not a single point. There's multiple factors that have to go into this trend. Right. So, you know, do you know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. there's multiple points that connect. Right. It's not yeah. one or two. We're talking like five points that all connect. Well, so, and it's also uh, fucking golf at this point. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, I had Tom Hoagie up seven on Kevin Chappell on a head to head on Thursday and he blew it. They are pushing it. Yeah. Oh, I know. God. I don't yeah. want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. That was what I was talking about last week. Yeah. Anyways, talk about next week when we make right. some money. That's all right. right. Let's start right at the top. So, Roy McElroy just yep. won a quail. He won 18 months ago at. Uh, WC China. He has a miscut uh, recently, and he obviously had the top 10 for last week. He counts. John Rahm. He counts as well. He's won multiple times since 2019. He has a top 10 in his last five. He missed the cut two weeks ago. Uh, you were freaking out about if he missed the cut this week. It doesn't count. Well, it doesn't matter anyways, because for <laughs> years, no one can miss a cut. So we have no idea if that's even relevant. It's true. He counts. Um. Brooks Kapka, we were thinking wouldn't count because he missed the cut this week. We're going to scrap that. Technically, he counts. He didn't look good last week. Have you, seen his, good. Have you, have you seen his number, though? It's 40. Today? It's 40. It's 40 now. I know. I'm betting it. I already, I already bet it. I think, <laughs> I think I learned my lesson from Masters. I, I already bet it. I don't care. Okay. I bet, I bet right. it. The number's wrong. But right. here's what pisses me. Here's what pisses me off, though. Real quick on Brooks, like he misses the fucking cut, and he's got this a charity thing with Portnoy. And I see a post like an hour before the podcast. He's out there swinging lefty and fucking like just blast. Well, that was that was this weekend. Yeah. I let's just call it space bait. He didn't look very good. He was limping around out there. I know. Unless he's faking the limping, like just trying. And to I'm like, it. what are you doing, man? If your knee hurts, like, what are you doing? Like, what, like, why are you out playing? Like, I'm left telling you, this is not the same guy that was the killer. Yeah, like like it this is like this is like this is like Rocky three or Rocky four when he lost his edge. He got all his money and he lost his edge. And he got that the was, robot for that was, that was three. Four was uh, if he dies, he dies with Lundgren. OK, fine. So I think this Brooks we're seeing is Rocky three. Yeah, this point. Because three, great. Was, three was Mr. T, right? Yeah. And he got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Guy, we had the eye of Tiger back, Brooks. All right? I wonder I wonder if I wonder if half of this audience knows. About Rocky movies, probably not. So sorry. I would hope they do. I would hope they do too. Yeah. But I'm I'm constantly surprised by how younger people don't understand shit they should understand. That's true. Old right, Daniel's in the sky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, now we're getting to th- four really popular options that count. Yep. Victor Hovland's gonna be massively popular. You have the past palm angle. He's been great. He's young Rory. There's a lot of connections that can make him good here. 
He yep. fits all three criteria. Yep. There you go. Webb Simpson fits all three criteria. Won twice. Top 10. A miscut. He counts. Yep. Patrick Reed, who I have really fallen in love with ever since I saw how that 2012 leaderboard panned out. I really like him. Yeah. You want, you want Tory? That's like a, that's like the opposite of what we think what Patrick Reed would do. Like people are gonna think bombers again, and here it was Patrick Reed grinding and scrambling his ass oh. off around the greens twice in the last two years. He has a top ten. He's, he has a miscut. So there you go. And Daniel Berger, he had a great weekend. Yeah, I love you Berger. Know, I, bet, I bet him. I bet him tonight before the show. Multiple wins, a miscut, and a top ten. So I, I think Berger. The I was kind of I was kind of hoping Berger would do bad this week. Nah, I would rather I'd rather have him in good four. I mean, whatever, man. I got I got him at thirty three to one. So if you get him at thirty three to one, go get him at thirty three okay. to one. All right. Here's one that you're probably gonna fight me on, and you fight you fought me on last time. Okay. Scotty Scheffler. Oh. <laughs> Won two court fairy events. Doesn't fucking count. It does not count. It, it's a professional event that paid him. Count. If you want to bet him, bet him. Fine, but it doesn't count. You I'm not, not saying bet him. I'm just talking. There's a lot of guys on this list you probably don't want to bet. Oh, but I know. He counts. Well, he does not count. He counts. All right, okay, okay. Let me ask you a question. So, so, so you, are you taking AAA stats to Major League stats? No, you're not. Okay, let me ask you a question. So Morikawa fit this last year. He won the Workday and the fucking Barracuda. I think the Barracuda was just as strong as the Corn Ferry event. And it's not even a stroke play event. It's, it's Stableford. Well, listen, man. That counted. I, I don't know what to tell that you. That counted. Fine. That's fine. Like, the, 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 the model might be slightly flawed. Because corn fairy tournaments should not <laughs> fucking count. Okay? All right, fine. I don't. I don't take the home runs from uh, Giuseppe playing in uh, the Worcester Woo Sox uh, up to the major league level. It does not count. Okay. All right. Just saying, he's won two events that awarded world ranking points and paid him money. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Whatever. Fine. We, uh, all right. We, we'll we, talk about the guy who's actually won legitimate events. Paul Casey's won twice in the last two years. He has a top ten in a miscut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's he's gonna fucking win. All right. Me. Sergio no. looked, has looked awful last three events, but he fits the criteria. He looked so good on Thursday, dude. His eyes are so bad on Friday. And so bad on Friday. Yeah. I just say I need Sergio to just make the cut to beat Ricky Fowler at head head, and he could not do that. He lost outright. I mean, he probably cost on the easiest golf course of the year. I know. Oh, he, he cost me a zero in my DraftKings winnings. No how, do you shoot, about it. how do you shoot 75 no on knows. the golf course? No one knows. No one knows. It's it was unbelievable. Fucking Okay. Here's one that is iffy. Okay. Mark Leishman counts if only you count the Zurich. Yeah, I don't think we should count it. Okay. That's your personal opinion. I'll let everyone else decide, though. Yeah, he no. technically has won twice in the last two years. He has a top 10. He has a miscut. But the win is the team event. So there you no. go. I don't think we should count it. All right. Here's a guy we need to talk about. Okay. Garrett Higa. I want to talk about him last week because I, I think we need to talk about this guy. Okay. Right? Because right. he's starting to get some steam. He is the flavor of the month. He's, I've seen him as high as 80 to 1. Okay. He's won twice in his last four starts. He's the king of the Canary Islands. So, And he obviously has gotten on my radar, too. Yeah. He's a 21-year-old South African. Big strapping kid hits it a long ways. Okay. And when you start making headways on the Euro Tour, that's when you make my spreadsheet. 
that I actually start tracking every week because it's a pain they ask to track these Euro guys because I have to manually put it in. Yeah. But he's made it. So I was expecting, all right, you have all these top fives. You got two wins. Like, this guy must be just a ball-striking machine. And I was very surprised what I saw. He is losing strokes off the tee with his irons, and he's an atrocious scrambler over his last 50 rounds. And he's not even been all that great during this little stretch either where he's been good. It's been all with the putter. He's gaining like two strokes putting his last four tournaments. Mm -mm. So what I'm thinking now is he's now valued around. He's the same price in DraftKings as Matt Wallace. Yeah, dude, I I looked him up. He's like 72 or 7,400, right? Yeah. So so if he's like paired up like in a matchup against like Corey Connors or Homa or Wallace or, or your boy Keegan. Yeah, man. Pound the shit out of that. We, this might be fade Hego week. Ooh, I like it. This might be because he is going to get all the steam this week. He's going to get pumped up on all the podcasts. Everyone's going to talk about him. This is his first time playing in the U S in a big boy tournament. Yeah. That's something to not, keep it on. It's not, not going to go well. All right, let's let's uh we'll let's, let's keep moving through the list. Yeah, we're, okay. uh, we're 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 pushing an hour already. <laughs> All right, next guy, guy oh. I just mentioned. This is an interesting one. Max home accounts. Wait, how does home account? He's won twice in the last two years. He has a top ten, and he, he missed, a missed a cut. Yeah, he won the Genesis. He won Quail Hollow. Cut top week. ten in Val. I think in Valspar, right? Missed a cut this week. And missed or a cut this week. Counts. Mm-hmm. All right. Mentioned this uh, about a month ago. Your boy Matt Jones counts. I know. And it's windy. Windy. I know. Play play well, Whistling Straits too. Pete uh-huh. died along uh-huh. same route, same routed golf course. I like I like me some Matt Jones this yeah, week. There you go. Uh, Stewart Sink, he counts. Nah. <laughs> All right, fine. Now we're getting some Euro guys. John Catlin who played well on Thursday. That did nothing on Friday. He missed the cut, but he counts. Yeah. Um, Sam Horsfield, he's a really young English guy. He counts. Okay. He's, he's someone to watch this week. He, he might make a cut. Um, Antoine Rosner, the guy who took down Bryson in the match play, he counts. Yeah. Uh, the Frenchie, right? Yeah, the French dude. This one's my favorite. Jazz, John Watananand. Yeah, how does he count? He's won a bunch of times over in Asia. Okay. It's it's all Asian. I, he actually, I actually, I, I looked at him because I liked his price on DK, and he's, he did okay over in Saudi, too, at the Bonesaw Classic. Yeah, and what, hold on. Wasn't he... What was the event that Moon up at him? Yeah. Oh, Bay Hill. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All yeah. right. And the Bone Sock Classic. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. He's going to make a couple of DFS lineups. This oh, week. absolutely. He's, All right. I, I've made three. He's in two of them. All right. George Katsaya counts. And that's interesting because George Katsaya also did well at Whistling Strays back in 2015. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Pete Dye, similar routing. Same type of golf course, six four hundred bucks. Probably gonna be off people's radar. And then two guys I don't really know anything about: Raikuya Hoshino, he's done well over Japan, and then Chan Kim. Same what about Bazintiku? Didn't he count? Bazintiku? No, he, does, he, doesn't, he count? doesn't count anymore. He what happened to him? I don't think he has a top ten in his last five anymore. Yeah, all right, fine, fine. Or I actually, or it's either there. He hasn't missed a cut. It's one. It's one of those stupid ones that he just hasn't done it. So. Right. Okay. I, I stopped doing everybody 
once I got past 7,400 bucks, I'm like, all right, just if you haven't won twice, I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. All right. Well, listen, <clears throat> before, uh, before we finish up the show uh, and go into uh, any bets we want to get down on, if we think the number's going to move, we'll tell you that here next. And then uh, Steve's got a surprise for me. So uh, I'm terrified. You should be too. Um, <laughs> but listen, if you're a shot better, uh, you need to sign up with Odds Jam. Odds Jam does your line shopping for you, finding the best prices on all bets, including player props. Odds Jam even portrays arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a line at two different shops to guarantee a profit. Uh, Odds Jam also tails itself to whatever betting market you're currently in. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam and use promo code SGP for 5% off. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam, promo code SGP for 5% off. All right. All right, so we we can we can really delve into like the outright bets and stuff like that. But is there anybody who you think the number is going to move um, that they should go bet now? I mean, I, I think Burger is going to move. Yeah, go bet Burger now. Burger's going to move. I think Reed might move. Yep. I think Webb's going to move. I just I literally bet all three of them while we were on the show. I, I saw Cam Smith back to forty to one. I bet that's going to go back to close to thirty five or thirty. You think so? Or you think I it's going to keep going? I the do. Other I, I, he was just on no and laying up. He was just doing. He just did something on no laying up. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, he has been playing really well. Yeah. I think that fits. Um, I don't know. I gotta look back in the Osborns, but like I don't know. Maybe Fitzpatrick moves. How about that? Just because, just because all those English guys did well back that? in 2012. What about Casey? You think Casey's gonna move? No. No, I, no. I think Casey's boring and he's burned people. Yeah, but lately. Casey's chalk is shit for DFS, and sometimes that correlates. Okay, maybe. I, 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 yeah, but I don't know. It's his odds move though. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, all right, he's DFS, but I don't want to bet him. Like, I, he's like the top ten bet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're that, right. That seems like it's gonna be. All right. So, what advice would you give to? Obviously, Hovland's gonna be super chalk. We both have Matt. I think forty-five to one, right? I yeah, I am at forty and 40, 40 to one. That's what we have, Matt. Yeah. Would you bet him at like, this number? Seems like just bet him twenty-five to one and avoid him in DFS. I mean, I, that's, I would, that, that seems like the play. I wouldn't even avoid him in DFS. He's good chalk. I, I mean, I think he's live to win, bro. Don't you? Okay. So here's my concern. I just talked about how I think how important I think scrambling is. Right? Scramble's gotten so much better. It actually hasn't. Really? He's, got, he's back in the negative now. No. Yeah. No, he's he's back in the negative. So my just, my thi- my thing sad. with Hob my my concern with Hoblin is I mean he's gonna have to hit like kind of like how Justin Rose like he was first in greens of regulation he was like fiftieth in like scrambling yeah I think Hoblin's gonna have to be like top five in greens of regulation and like twentieth in scrambling I, I think that. that's that's a formula for him like I don't see him doing leading the field in scrambling like Rory did okay I don't think he has it in him I don't think he even has top ten in him. Hmm. So he's he's gonna have to hit. He's just gonna have to get supernova with the irons in order to, I think, win this tournament. And okay. like, just if he's off a little bit, because everybody gets off a little bit in over four days. We've seen yeah. that. Yeah, Can the scrambling like help him? I don't know. He's gonna have to have like a really good day. Right. So, but okay. I mean, listen, I'm down on him. I will not criticize anyone who wants to bet him. Well, I, that's why I ask because obviously we have a better number yeah. that's available now, right? So. Right. Right, I just, I'm just expressing some concerns based on 2012 that I, I don't like the the path for him is he needs to hit his irons awesome and then just like be average scrambling, scrambling. 
Like if he does what Justin Rhodes did and lead the field in greens of regulation and 50th in scrambling, he's not winning. Yeah. He's okay. Winning. All right. Fair enough. All right. Anybody else you want to talk about? I'll write best before other than the show. We'll do it. I don't know. I mean, we can go over who we have right now. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. I mean, so, so a month ago, so I, I had six, I think. So the, the ones I had, so I, and these were all I bet, I bet over the last couple of months, which I wish I didn't do. There's <laughs> two it of them I hate. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So I can't lay 30 to one. I hate, I absolutely hate that right now. Because he sucks. So I, yeah. Well, I bet that after the Amex or after Pebble. I'm he, like, needs, he needs to go murder someone and like drink their blood and get his power back or something. The, the only hope I have is that this guy plays Bears Club a lot. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm holding on to. I like it. Okay. All like right. It. Um, I was feeling really good about Finau 40 to 1 after the Genesis because yeah. I'm like, All right, there's pass palm connection. He's playing yeah. awesome. He has fallen off the map lately. Uh-oh. I don't love that. It's 40 to 1 though. Whatever. I don't think he's really going to win. Um, I, we had both said we bet Hovland 40 to 1 a long time. I actually feel very good about that. Hadden, I do not feel good about that anymore. Did you not see his happy? Forget you're not on the shit. He did a happy Gilmore thing today. Like he just fucking crushed the ball off the tee. It was a weird dance before it. I was kind of confused by it, but whatever. Well, he must be he must be happy the Liverpool uh, had a miraculous victory. Victory today. He's a big Liverpool fan, so he's probably in a good mood. The hell are you talking about? Don't worry about that's that's my that's my friends who are soccer buddies who uh, they listen to podcasts. They're big. God damn it! No, shout shout to Jay and Steve. No, no. Listen, I like I like Jay. He was funny in Slack. I already broke your balls once. Funny. The um the uh but he is he is a a professional troll. No, no fucking no soccer talk. Not zero. All right, I apologize, but all right. Um, who else? So all right, the two guys I I had big numbers on that I love. Cam Smith one twenty five to one. That's like my. That's that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then I mean, like, I don't think Corey Connor is going to win, but I saw one twenty five to one on him. Like when he's just awesome. And let's say he could ball strike his way to good perform. But yeah. like kind of like with Hoblin, I'm worried about the scrambling and putting. Yeah, but if it's just I just need to make pars. Yeah, the occasional yeah. birdie. So, yeah, it's one twenty five to one. So it's fine. Gotcha. So I've made. Four bets since then. Three of them are really like one I do not like at all anymore. I wish I can take that back. The Sunjay one that I jumped onto? But spoiler, dude. Hey. <laughs> all right. So as Rory was winning Quail Hollow, I caught a book napping who still had him at 15 to 1 to win. I took that. Okay. That's fine. So uh, I found I bet Patrick Reed 35 to 1. I feel really good about that. Yeah. I, 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 I have strong feelings about that. No, I, just, I, um, I just bet him at 35 to 1. Yeah. So I. I should have waited until he missed the cut, but I think Fitzpatrick can still do pretty well. I got him at sixty-one. Oh. No, I probably get a better price later. He's been playing good ever since. I'd say I, I said it. I, I said it on the DFS show. I did not think he was going to do well. Byron Nelson. This is like easy golf courses are not his jam. You're right. And this is going to be a harder golf course, more of a grind. I think this more suits his, his game. He's added a little bit of distance off the tee too, and he's still a consistent ball striker. He's a good scrambler. I think I think he can do well this week. Yeah. So, and then obviously the Song J one. I wish I take yeah. that back. He's gross. It's gross. So. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on Sunday with you. Hovland at the forty to one. Um, I got Hatton. I think I got a bit. Was it, where do you get at? Like fifty to one. I am forty-five. Yeah, something like somewhere around there. Like that's that. that's why you don't. That's why you don't make bets in January. 
I mean, this, but look, I mean, Christ, I mean, yeah, but you say that, but what if he was on fire still? You know what I mean? I know. Like, I mean, he won, what, four times in 24 starts? He was on yeah. top of the world. I'm like, all right, this number's going to go to like 20. Yeah. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, I got uh, Burger. I just bet Burger today, Simpson today, and Reed today. Um, 33, 35, and 41, respectively. Webb's number went down. I'm thinking, Web, I'm thinking I might bet Webb. Yeah, dude. I like I, Webb's sneaky. Yeah, Webb is the sneaky one. Burger's going to get all the steam. I've also been kind of getting screwed on Burger lately. Yeah, but I, I so like I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't didn't we? Oh, we didn't have him outright when he won. Um, I don't know. I, I like I like Burger this week. The more and more I think about it, like like there's the, some guys who I like a lot. I'm gonna bet. Oh, I got Seawood eighty to one. Like whatever. Um, I'm gonna end up betting Keegan. I'm just debating betting, like a large number on Keegan or just like my normal like fifty dollars. Like, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to need your help for me not to make a large bet on Keegan, I think, because I really, really love him this week. You should bet him just top 10. That's, that's not fun or do exciting. You, do, you, do you really think Keegan Bradley is going to win the yes. 2021 PGA? Yes, why not? Dude, he's been in fucking amazing form. I know amazing he has, but do you really think he's beaten all these guys? Yeah, why not? I mean, he couldn't beat Sam Burns. Sam Burns is a fucking great golfer. Now he is a great golfer. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll have to think of different don't, reasons. Don't, don't be mean. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna need something stronger than that. All right. All right. As far as far as I go, I'm probably only gonna bet one more person, and it's gonna be either Burger or Webb. That's you, I would just just do, who gives a shit. Do both. Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, who gives a shit. But I think I think Reed. I think Reed. I, the fact that Reed's still hanging at 35 to one is stupid. It's like not I, stupid. I made I made a larger bet than I normally make. People are forgetting that yeah, like, man. this dude eats up big boy golf courses, like long golf courses. That, like Reed is a killer. He likes being the villain. He doesn't give a shit. Like Reed's my type of guy. And this is gonna be a up and down contest. Yeah, scrambling around the green. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. wizard, man. Yep, exactly. I, might, I might throw a little more down. All right. Um all right, all right, so, so, all right, so where's my su- su- surprise segment there, Steve? So here's what I want you to do. And then this is something I think we should start adding to the show going forward. Okay. You need to trust your gut more. Okay. Because I think that's what makes you a really good handicapper is you have a very good gut feel about who these guys are and what your initial instinct is. And then you do a bunch of other stuff. Like you listen to me, you listen to all these radio shows, and we end up just sending you down a bunch of different rabbit holes, and we just screw you. Right. So here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to open up your phone. Okay. I want you to just pull up a DraftKings lineup. Shit. And on the fly, I want you to fill one out right now. Right now? Right now. Yeah. On the air. And I want you to tell everybody why you're picking the guys that you're picking. All right. Hang on. All right. And I think this is going to be something we add to this show going down the, like, just your snap, <laughs> snap DFS this. lineup. Yeah. Right. So... So to be fair, though, this isn't really snap because I did look at it earlier today, right? So like, doesn't I have, matter. You're, just, I, you're, I, filling, okay. you're filling out one out right now. One one lineup. You're filling it out right now. So one lineup. I'm skipping the entire uh, eleven thousand, ten thousand dollars section. I just okay. um, I got a sneaky feeling about uh, Morikawa this week. He's ninety eight hundred. I'm going to tap him in. I'm going to eat the chalk with Hovland at ninety three hundred. Okay, going with the young guns then. Yeah, Reed at ninety one. 
All right, and so you're going with three guys at nine. Then you're three guys go, at like, nine. Seven. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, I'm averaging 7,200 a golfer, right? So yeah. here's where it's kind of cheating, right? I already knew, like, I can get down to Jazz at 65, right? So that leaves me 7,600 a golfer, right? So I can get kind of sneaky. I can get into that 8K range if I want to take. So here's so here's the problem that I've been – so I got Siwoo and Keegan, right, like, near each other, right? Mm. It's like – it's like uh, yeah. who, who, who are you dropping off the yeah, cliff? Yeah, <laughs> which – but actually, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going. I'm going. Sam. Uh, uh, oh, not Sam Jones. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Oh, dude. Answer is going to be so much fucking shock. I don't like what it leaves me. I don't. <sighs> this is gross. Um. I guess I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to. Christ. I guess this I'm... is great. I'm glad we we're doing this. <laughs> To see you just your pain face right now. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna skip because here's the deal. So I got eighty two hundred dollars. I'm clearly not taking Flaccid Fleetwood. Uh, Justin Rose, no. I already got money on hat and I'm not really loving it. Usti is very interesting to me. Good I scrambler. Yeah, he's a great scrambler. Answers chalk. I got Lowry at seventy eight hundred. It's really between Usti and Lowry, and so I'll never use my max salary. Like for the most part, like ninety five percent, I'll never use my max salary just to try to avoid dupe lineups. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Usti, and I'm gonna make sure I wake up in the morning and make sure he didn't withdraw. And if Usti withdraws, I'm gonna go ahead and go to Shane Lowry. So the lineup is Maury, Reed, Hovland, Jazz, Matt Jones, and Usti. That's I like it. I like that lineup a lot, actually. That's the line. All right, there we go. All right, that's it. I just put it into some contest. I don't even know what contest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I I think we're gonna see how this goes, and then if if that one ends up doing well, that one I'm gonna leave alone. So I can't, I can't touch that one. We'll just, we'll we'll start throwing that. See where we go. All right, I got nothing else. So if, if you, unless you got any more questions for me, then we nah, can just that's it, man. wrap I mean, up the class. Yeah, man, tomorrow night uh, we got Nagels Bagels coming on. We really beat up those fucking selections. Uh, listen, man, it's uh, it's major week, man. It's major week. Like, I feel like we just had a major. Like, this is exciting. Like, we're going to have a ton of fucking bets, a ton of shit going on. Like, this is, this, is, uh, this is where we make our money, guys. This is where we make our fucking hay. So, listen, tell your friends, rate, subscribe, do all the shit I normally tell you to do. Um... And yeah, just seriously, just make sure to tell everybody, come listen to us. Nagels will be on tomorrow, Tuesday, all betting show. Um, go read Steve's article. The breakdown's awesome. The video um, that we talked about um, with the flyer that uh, Fried Egg does is, is on there as well. I believe you, you that was embedded, right? In your video? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So go check it out there. Uh, follow Steve on that. Come to the Slack channel. Uh, shout out to Hoosiers once again, man. Good job this week. And uh, yeah, other than that, man, follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. I did get better at it this week. I started putting out my matchups because everybody was berating me and being mean. So I had to put out my shit. So yeah, man, big week for us. And uh, let's go break them fucking books, boys.